So today on Team Futurism, I'm meeting with Mark Dwyer, um, who's my associate editor for Jokes Review, our literary journal. Um, I thought that it'd be a good chance to talk to Mark about um, Dolly 2, the new you know program that is um, you know digital art, and it's something that we've talked about using um, for our own purposes for our literary journal, and also just I mean Mark Mark is a great artist if, if you don't mind me saying. Uh, I appreciate that. <laughs> and, Very good. And uh, Mark does does every time I meet him, he's he's working on elaborate drawings using anything from, I mean, felt marker to, you use a lot of, like, goofy medium, spray paint. Spray paint, a lot Sharpies, of so seeing, whatever's around. See, seeing, like, like <laughs> someone, like, working with, you know, real hands-on types of media versus what I do, which is I only kind of exclusively do, like, digital art. I think it's kind of interesting just to, to you know, see what we have to say about uh, the differences and like our practice, how we could use Dolly, whether this will, you know, this technology is going to destroy, you know, artists' careers type of thing. We're all out um, of a job. It, I mean, who knows, right? Like, <laughs> uh, so, I mean, let, let me kick it to you. Like, what, what's your initial thought? Like, when you see something like Dolly, what is your thought? Is it depressing to you? Is it, is it exciting? What's just like when you first see that? What's like your thought about it? I think, like everybody, I'm just blown away just by the capabilities that the thing has. I mean, I feel like everybody acts really shocked when they see it. Act shocked. They right. are shocked. I was shocked. Right. Like, I can't believe that we're really living in this future sometimes. Right. But I mean, I think, to your point, though, I like to think that this ushers in a lot of new possibilities. Like, I like to think that, you know, there's opportunities there. Mm -hmm. There's opportunities to create new things. Like, I don't want it to immediately shut down and be like, oh, well, it's done. Like, I want to just all pack it in. Mm -hmm. Are there are there any artists out there that you're aware of who are, like, terrified of this to the point where they're like, no, we should shut this down? <laughs> I don't know. There's got to be. You know, right? like, so we both saw this Vox video about this. Yeah. 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 And I remember they did a really good follow-up. With a bunch well, of different Well, this was artists. Uh, Cleo Abrams, right? Her, I think this video. might be, yeah, it might be a different one. Oh, okay. So, so Cleo Abrams, I, I recently watched her video. She's um, very good. She's the, uh, the huge, if true, channel. She used to be with Vox. Um, was there another one? I'm curious. I saw there it. Might they, they might have done another one. In any case, I remember seeing a few of these where they were like, there were definitely some illustrators who were kind of concerned about this. Right. Like, I remember seeing there were a few people that were like, oh, I'm not really sure if I like the idea of all my work going into an image library. There oh, few, true. There were a few right. others that were like, oh, you know, I really want there to be credit. Like, I really want the prompt that's going into Dolly to be right, right up front so people know, like, my style was what prompted the AI to do this. Right. So, I mean, like, I can see that kind of, like, panic to get authorship established. Like, that kind of makes sense. There already is, you know, a, a lot of times when people use a program like that, they will say, like, in this style of Salvador Dali, or they'll, they'll name a painter. Yeah. But, I mean, what if, so, artists start using this all the time now, and no one's credited. In the future, there will be no 2022 artists to type in their names in the style of whoever, yeah, you because they will, be, they will be lost, yeah. you know, to this technology. That's that's really interesting. You know, one more kind of piece about that that's, that I think is kind of fascinating is that right now, like I, I watched this video of this guy who uh, did kind of a challenge where he 
um, would create, you know, take a prompt and create art with Dali, and then he would pay a Fiverr artist, same prompt, to make <laughs> a, a piece of art. <laughs> and so, I mean, like, every, every now and then, a couple of, like, fun I takeaways. I really like that idea. I know, it's, it's, it was actually a cool video. So, so one of the takeaways was that sometimes humans still were better, you know, because there was, like, there was a subtlety or a nuance that, like, only human would, like, really run with. It's getting I mean? really good. Not only see, but, like, run with. Yeah, by and large, Dolly won. But <laughs> this is like a Turing test with art, you know? Yeah, yeah. That's a really interesting Sometimes idea. it passes, because sometimes it is like, oh, a person did that, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. But the, so the, the, the intro, one of the other interesting takeaways was that sometimes he would like find, you know, uh, fiber artists would make their, their piece of art and sit in. He would like pay them like hundreds of dollars for like their art. And he'd be like, wait a minute. This artist literally, if you Google the thing, they literally just took something off Google Images and <laughs> and then photoshopped it into their work. And it's like, is that even, or, or just took an image and was like, fuck with it on Photoshop. It's like, you know, there's so many So the artist is more derivative than the AI. Yeah, the, the artist words. is doing the same thing this is doing, but even like in a worse way, it's not changing it at all. It's just like, you know, photoshopping it in. The AI and is more That original. happened to him, like, this guy in this video, like, twice for two of the things. Jesus. And it's just like... But actually, that makes sense, honestly. Oh, I bet it's rampant. You know. I can kind of I'm see. sure it's, like, rampant. Like, when, when I just do our, 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 our uh, images for the, the pieces on Joke's Review, that is where you start, you know? You Google something. An image comes up, you flip a little Go thing. Through that library, and then you start you start playing around with it. But the instinct is like, oh wow, this looks good. You know, good artists steal, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, steal like an artist. May, well, this is the funny thing. Like, you may not need to anymore. That's right? the thing. You may not need to ever steal again if you're using Dolly, because like Dolly is technically not stealing. It's better than stealing. It's better than stealing. Yeah, that yeah. should be their slogan. It's let's, let's sell that to them. Um, I, I do know that like this is just like one program. I'm sure there are going to be more too. I'm sure there are, are more. Spooky good. It's thing. crazy good. Like yeah. I think that's the thing we really need to underline is that they really are spooky good. I think this is one of the first times I've really felt like actually scared of the singularity. You know oh, what okay. I mean? Yeah. Like we, you and I have been talking about this for years. But like when you can see it, you can see the thing think better than you. Right, right. In this, like, very personal way. I don't know. Like, it does touch you. In it. So, so, but, like, <laughs> you, you are going to continue doing your, like, felt pen drawings, right? Like, in, in any capacity, does this make you not want to do them? Or? No. No, not at all. Not at all. Not at all, at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's interesting... So explain that. Because that, that, that is interesting. <laughs> so, I mean... This is weird to say, but it's art's never a competition for me. Okay. You know, it's never like, oh, this thing can outmake me in this realm, or these other people can outmake me in this realm. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that doesn't take the value out of doing it, right? Out of actually making it, and out of actually like enjoying that process of making. So I don't know. The thing that I keep thinking about with this is like, there are so many more possibilities for doing. You can do things with the AI. Right. You know, like, okay, so have you right. heard of Olafur Arnolds? Do you know this guy? No. He's an Icelandic musician, and he has this incredible thing where he writes music with the AI. Oh, interesting. So he plays a chord, and then the algorithm 
takes that information and like plays a sequence of notes according to an algorithm. Oh, interesting. So he's like playing a duet in real time with the AI. Mm -hmm. That's insane to me. Like you have an infinitely capable partner to play with right? all of a sudden. That is so interesting. Could you do that in visual art? Like, would that be possible? That's kind of like the whole thing, right? Isn't it? In, in a sense. Yeah. Like, and I wonder, I mean, because it seems like so much of these things, you're giving the AI full control. You're mm -hmm. like, spit out this image for me. Right. You're having it do the whole process. Uh, aside from coming up with the prompt. Like, yeah. you, you give the prompt. Exactly. Right. Like, you come up with the prompt, and then it's doing the rest of it. I mean, what if you could have it where, like, I could sketch something out. Like, I could have that much control over oh, okay. it. okay. And then give it, finish that for me. Right. <laughs> Paint right. that and make that look nice. Finish up my sketch for me. Is there is there a program that does that? You know, the, the only things I've seen, it looks like you have some editing capability. Because mm -hmm. I've seen some people, like, erasing parts of the image that comes up and, like, mm -hmm. oh, put a different head on that thing. Oh, yeah, you can erase a part of you it know what and I mean? fill this in. Yeah, yeah. I'm also kind of thinking of, like, just the, the, the janky programs that I use to create digital art. I will, you know, the, the whole thing is, like, you do create some sort of a thing, which sometimes I do actually hand draw to some degree or another, um, and then take a photo of it, and then put it on a computer, and then you know you just you just start uh, messing with with various um, God, what are they called? Um, you filters. Filters. And, yeah. yeah, that's the word. <laughs> you <laughs> throwing just, some different you colors start throwing on there. filters on it. That kind of is that, right? Where, where it's, it's kind of just like the filter is the AI. It starts with like me, but then the filter is the AI. And then like you start like playing with multiple of them, and then it gets weird. And then you're working cool. with the machine, though. Yeah, absolutely. Like you're using this tool, and you're working kind of in tandem with it. Right. As opposed to, it seems like so much of this is, oh, I'm going to turn the whole thing over to the AI. Right. Which you could do. Yeah. But I think it's it's interesting to think of like collaborating with it mm -hmm. to the extent that you could. Did did you by any chance uh, or I mean, do you do you follow? Um, um, uh, well, blank on his name. Um, I still enjoy drawing, by the way. Though. Right, that's the thing. Like I don't think I fully answered your question. Like that's still an enjoyable thing for me. Like enjoying process over product is still something that's really valuable for me. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that goes anywhere to buttoning that question well I, I mean i was just going to kind of get into a little bit of like there, <laughs> there are like different skill sets to any sort of an art form like visual media no exception where like True. some people are brilliant digital artists probably could not do a single thing in the in the virtual i mean in the, in the, in the physical world um and uh who's, who's, who's the guy uh who's uh diplo well <laughs> so, uh, diplo. uh he strikes me as that character exactly yeah. Where, like, you know, when he's on Joe Rogan a couple months ago, he explained, like, his process. And it was almost a little depressing how it was just, like, he was absolutely not in any capacity starting from scratch. He was starting from, you know, things from libraries that he would, like, buy, you know, $5, $20 at a, at a pop. And then that's what he would use to... In, in my, some like, material. naive world, I was kind of thinking, like, whoa, this dude, like, starts from a blank canvas and, like, creates these... Bam. But, there, you know, clearly, the second he explained his process, like, oh, duh, of course he doesn't, you know? Um, there was something that was a little depressing about that, you know? Because digital artists... Dude, cheat, you know? like is Everybody it, cheats. Everybody cheats, but, like... I cheat! Every okay, artist, okay, every okay. artist is Okay, honest. let me, let me press you on this. Like, <laughs> If you, like, take a sheet of paper and, like, charcoal and you draw something, there's no cheating involved, right? Like, how, there's no I never think of cheating. 
you know, oh. cheating is an interesting thing for me. Yeah. Because cheating implies, like, there's a competition going. Cheating implies, like, if I do this with a certain amount of skill more than someone else, this is inherently better. Like, I can leapfrog over somebody else because I have a greater ability than someone else. Right. I tend to think of it, you know, it's an exhibition, not a competition. <laughs> I mean, just because there are, you know, some people out there who might have greater capabilities than I do, that, to me, that doesn't take the air out of it for me, if right. that makes any sense. Right. Like, I think, I think so many people think of art like sports. Like, they think of it as a contest of ability and skill. Mm -hmm. You see, like, oh, who has the most ability to make this thing? But, you know, craft and ability as a measure for how valuable the artwork is, I don't think always holds up. Mm -hmm. You know, I think there are certain there are people... Just, there are way more many parameters, yeah. right? So there, there's just, like, yeah. originality. You can do, like, outsider art. I'm a big fan of outsider art. Exactly. And what you're looking for there is, exactly. like, a sense of rawness that, like, you do just lose you know you at a certain point you lose rawness the better you get let and me so ask you. rawness becomes like a thing that you really key on which is like outsider art definitely yeah, yeah. that's interesting art right like it's not to me about what you're able to do it's about what you decided to do mm -hmm. like with the infinite possibilities of the blank piece of paper what did you decide to make you could make anything on there right and you could make anything to any degree of skill mm -hmm. but what did you decide to make and why like, right. what made your decision? And, like, that's the thing that's really active if you look at an outsider artist's work. Yeah. Like you're really right. interested in, like, oh, why did you draw it that way? Yeah. Like, why did you draw it from two different views at once? Like, what was going through your head there? So, I mean, visual art is absolutely ancient, right? It's been around absolutely forever, probably way pre-writing. And it's something that our, our brains process visual stimuli way more quickly than we process. And we can just take in a lot more than we can from like a page of yeah. text. So Your eyes very fast. I mean, one of the implications of that is, is just that, um, I, I mean, like, in the, in the, in the future, um, God, I just lost, totally lost my train of thought in this. Um, let me ask you this. I'm yeah. going to jump in real fast. Okay, please do. How many boring as shit photorealist paintings have you seen? Uh, you know, I... This is a... This bugs me all I, the fucking time. I have been told like. by an artist that any artist who's gone through art school can create a photorealistic painting. Yeah. Is that, is that true? I think so. Okay. I definitely think so. so the, the, I think it the takes second, time. The second I learned that, like, it killed me, right? It, it killed it for me. <laughs> Like before that, I thought it was interesting. I, and like, I think a lot of them are. I, I don't mean to shit on everybody's work, but mm. I do think that if your only contest for why this is interesting is, oh, someone you know applied skill to make it to pull off this illusion of it being realistic. Yeah, like that's a pretty one. That's a pretty one note measure of a piece of art's value. Yeah, you know, and like I can see how that's a factor sometimes. Sometimes it's really cool, like, oh, your weird idea, and you rendered it with this beautiful photorealistic finish. Mm -hmm. Dope! But, like, the, the measure of why that's interesting is that, oh, you chose a weird idea, too. Not just that you had the skill to render it and finish it. Okay, well, this is what I was going to say a second ago. That just, just, just struck back. Uh, <laughs> I mean, we, we've been you know, making art forever, like hundreds of thousands of years, like visual art. Um, the thing that is, to this day, whether it's a cave painting or, um, you know, Diplo or whatever, um, or, or Dolly doing a thing, 
um, what makes it like just elevates it to that next level is someone articulating something about it. <clears throat> it's it's it is the story behind it. Yeah. It's it's you know it's it's more than just even though you you there's so much there in the visual piece. It's like hearing about it. My my for the, the longest story time. Is the thing. And maybe to this day, like my favorite work of art was in uh, the the Tate Modern in in London, where there was this piece and it was this um it was a video. Uh, I don't know, 20 minute little video thing. You walk into a room, you watch this thing. And it's this uh, this young girl who is reading uh, Wittgenstein's um, philosophical treatise on like color. And she's wearing like a little like like pieces of, of red like in her clothing, a little couple, couple details there. But the like the, the thing that's so beautiful about it is this little girl reading Wittgenstein, stumbling over every single word. And but okay, so if you were to walk into this room and see that, it would mean nothing to you. Right? <laughs> it would be like this is awkward, you know, in, in every capacity this is awkward. But when you read the thing about what this piece of art is, it's like, oh, this artist had his daughter read Wittgenstein about color, and it on, on like there were like twenty different layers that made this fascinating. See. Like if all I you think that every it, piece of art is kind of like that. Like, yeah, because there are completely. there are a gazillion layers of, of uh, context to every work of art, right? Can I quote Cormac McCarthy at you? Yes. Cormac McCarthy says that <sighs> things removed from their stories have no meaning. Mm. The story is mm -hmm. the thing. Mm -hmm. Like it's the story about the work that makes it valuable as a piece of art, even more than just the piece of sensory experience of the art itself. Right. That's what makes like detective novels so compelling. Because like you get a little artifact, right? And it means yeah. nothing, but you know it means something. Because you know it fits in the story. And the question is, how does it fit in? Yeah, and you're curious. And that's what everything is. Yeah, yeah. So you come into the room and you see that installation or the video. And you're wondering, how does, you know, what context in this does this make sense in? Right. It's a little puzzle for yourself. A little puzzle for your brain. Right. So again, that's the question of why did you make this choice to do this? As opposed to, oh, you did this using the following means. Like, it has a little bit more depth that way. So, the next thing that I want to just dive into a little bit is, you know, we have Dolly on the visual side that's manufacturing art. On, on kind of like the other side of this, there is... Um, is it writing shit yet? Yeah. Like, is it writing? This is, this is <laughs> exactly what, what, what I wanted to get into. Is it, so, I, right before I came over here, I was messing around with a program called DPT2. You heard of this? No, I haven't. Um, I think that I was on, like, the the... the free version or the, the version that like you don't have to like get a subscription for. I think that there's a fancier version of this, but um, the thing that I was playing around with, um, you like put in some text and then it will generate the next thing. So I think you like press tab and it generates like a sentence oh, or it generates a, a phrase and you can like select and keep going and it'll just keep going and keep going. Okay. Like, can you tell it how to keep going? Like, and so the way I think there, there are different ways you can kind of manipulate the parameters of it. The way I had it set up, um, it gave you three options, like three sentence fragments, and you could like click one, so you, you could kind of like still drive where it goes. That's so weird. You could like make a. Choice, but it was right? it was like a decision tree. You totally you totally could. But like <laughs> this is the thing, it wasn't like good. You know what I mean? <laughs> maybe, maybe if you put in the right text, I was I kind of threw in some paragraphs from my novels, whereas I, I, I thought that they were interesting paragraphs. But God, it just like immediately became boring. That's interesting. Immediately. So I don't know. That, that to me is just like not. It'll get better though. Do you think it can get better? 
I'm, I'm, not, I'm definitely not counting it out. I'm totally not counting it out. But so we were talking the, the other day about like whether you, you should write by um, hand or not. Oh yeah, we like, were. Make it hand. part of your body. When you write, yeah, that, that was a phrase. When, yeah. when you write by hand, it's a completely different thing than um, writing on a computer or, or you know dictating into a, into a thing. In a different way, it's, it's so completely different. Right? And, and this is like the thing that I think is so fascinating about like the human brain as a as a like the creative machine is that it's the same machine, you know, but like it spits out completely different content based on like the tool that you're using, which is so yeah. interesting. So I don't know. I, I, there, I do think that there's something so much more complicated um, about like, you know, creating a novel. But I don't know. You know, I, I know the novels haven't written by AI. You know, I would like read it for sure. I'm really yeah. curious what it would be. Because mm -hmm. I mean, that's the thing with the visual art is that it's so fucking good. It's really, really good at this right. point. So I'm wondering at the point where you have a text AI that you look at it and you're like, oh, that's that's a very brilliant piece of prose right, right. there that it put out. Like, and I feel like that's coming. AI can do, like, can do like local newspaper stories about like which baseball team won. Image which, caption. Yeah, yeah. Just very, very basic stuff. But here's here's the other like element of this. Most people are terrible at thinking. <laughs> And terrible at terrible writing. writing. Have you ever read like I've been just like I worked in the writing um, center before. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done stuff like that. Where, like I, you know, I've, I've had jobs as, as like an editor before, and you get people who like submit, oh um, like like the the writing is like, oh my god, like are you serious? Some people just like cannot write to see. We love the submissions to the jokes review. We yes. love everything yes. we get and everything that people. Get. Yeah, you know that's that's right. You know. <laughs> No, I totally know what you mean. Like, you're in workshop with people mm -hmm. who are, like, and they're interested in writing, and they, like, want to spend their lives writing, and still are having a hard time doing it. And you God know, bless them, I can't. Well, you, can say that now. you know the whole, like, undergrad thing where uh, you just, you when you're writing, like, your research paper, and this was so common in, like, undergrad, where it's it's just, like, it's it's long sentences with big words, but it's completely devoid of meaning. Yes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. And, and you're just signaling I the whole time. every, like, undergrad writer does that Absolutely. to some level. And a lot of, like, grad school writers. Um, this is interesting, though, because you write in a lot of various capacities, right? I mean, you write in a professional capacity for work, and mm -hmm. you write fiction also. I mean, the other day we were talking, and you were saying, oh, when I write by hand, I feel like I write completely differently. Right? Yeah. I'm more, how did you put it? Did you say you were more present, maybe, or? Like, definitely more random, where, whatever. You're not, like, editing. You're, it's you're not, bad. like, connected so much to the previous paragraph, I feel like. So you can kind of just, like, swim free, like, each new paragraph or each new sentence. I, I do a lot of, like, inadvertently, just, like, one-sentence paragraphs, you know? Stuff like that where it's just, like, I don't know. The, the structure of it's different. It's, it is, it's, it's a different, um... There's no because there's no rule about it either. Like I'm trying to like capture a rule, but there's it's ruleless. You know but you I mean? feel like when you're in the moment doing it, like it feels like it has parameters. It just oh, absolutely. Time. Oh yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So like the medium you use always has certain parameters, right? It always has yeah. certain bounds. The true artist dances within chains. Like there are always certain limits on any kind of art that you do. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, like until AI. Well, you you and now there are you told me about how you've gone to those places where they do like you do the immersive art experience yes thing where you could talk about this more but like I haven't done it 
or like you walk into the room and people are in there like taking Instagram photos of this thing, this like art experience all around you, but like it's not a set piece. Didn't you say that like yes. every, it's, it's all unique? This was one of the most amazing art experiences of my entire your life. What, what was it again? So the name of the people that do this is Team Lab. Okay. So they're a group of artists. I can't remember where they're based. But anyway, they do digital artwork and they do immersive digital experience type artwork. Mm. And the piece that I remember was at the Asian Art Museum. And like you say, it's fully immersive. You walk into the room and it's kind of like going into a black box theater where mm. they've like blacked out all the walls. I mean, all you know, you can't. Anyway, so it's this big negative space. And then there are projectors all around you. So there are images on the walls, on the floor, on the ceiling. And I walked in, and it's very colorful. It's very pretty. Like, it's a lot of flowers. There are butterflies. So these swirls of blooming flowers and these, you know, clouds of butterflies that fly on past. Very pretty. Very gorgeous. And I was thinking, oh, man, these are beautiful videos they're screening all around us. But no... The AI is generating each image in the moment and creating each wow. of those images. So the thing you're seeing never repeats, technically. Like, it, you know, it's doing it algorithmically. So right. it, a lot of the images look similar, but they're all different because they're all being generated uniquely in that moment. Right, right. It is the most incredible thing. So you feel like you're in this kaleidoscope of creation mm -hmm. that's remaking itself constantly. Oh, it was, it was absolutely stunning. So I'm really, really, really fascinated about what's coming with um, augmented reality. You yeah. Know, where you put on, like, glasses, and it, it you could be in, a, in you know, in a room or on a street or in your house that's completely devoid of all color and life and art and everything, but you put on your, your, your glasses that augment the reality where it's something like that. Whoa! Where your maybe your apartment is blank, you have no paintings, unlike this place, uh, <laughs> which is full of paintings. Um, but it, pro it projects art everywhere, you know, in a very immersive way. And, like, life could be very awesome in that regard, I think. One of the I'm, I'm genuinely excited for that. I think it could be amazing. Mm -hmm. So, like, there are incredible possibilities with this. Like yeah, the the yeah. coolest thing the Team Lab thing did, because they had different sorts of images with each different room kind of entered into. Mm -hmm. The best one, in my opinion, they got a bunch of drawings from kids of fish. And mm. then they made this like giant aquarium kind of space with the image on the wall. And then they filled it with all the kids' drawings of fish. They oh, animated wow. them like a little bit so they kind of like move and swim through the space. But you're in an aquarium full of like living kids' drawings. Wow. It was it was incredible. That is cool. very cool. Imagine being one of those kids too and seeing like your little fish doing its oh, thing. Like, and I don't know, even a couple years ago, I don't think I would have ever even thought of the possibility of something like that, you know? Oh no, definitely. Yeah, I wouldn't have. Like yeah. I used to teach art to kids. Mm -hmm. You know, we had a lot of fun putting up a gallery at the end of the week of all the kids' paintings and drawings. Like I never would have thought like, oh, what if we could make an immersive real-time video right? where the kids could live inside of their drawings? Right. But, like, now you could do shit. Well, that's going to be, like, every kindergarten or something, I'm sure, pretty so, soon. Like, maybe you've thought about this. The thing that I always think about with AI is, like, what are kids going to do with this? Oh, yeah. What if you right. gave this to a kid? Right. I, our friend Alex has this great thing where he says the, good me the measure of good public art is how much a kid likes it. I agree with that. Pretty I much. totally agree with that. <laughs>
<laughs> but like it has Public to, argument shouldn't have to think too hard. <laughs> no, it should be engaging on like an immediate sensory level. Yes. Right? Yeah, yeah. And like really successful public art kids engage with really successfully really quickly. Right. I don't know. I'm curious what kids do. Because the, the thing with this AI is that it's very immediate. It's very direct. Right. You don't have to wait. You don't have to develop a skill. You don't have to put in a lot of time. It's there. Mm -hmm. It's right there ready for you. I do like how we both kind of instinctively go to the upside of <laughs> so, I mean, okay, so we, we could sit here and this whole time we could have been talking about like all the negative implications of like people losing their jobs and you know how life is going to be like fake. I have or to be something. I, I do have like a hard time getting excited about the negative aspects about this. You know what I mean? But I mean, do you have anything to add about that? Okay, so I heard a bunch of people who are like, oh man, it's going to be impossible to make a living as an artist with this. And okay, like, I have thoughts You were that. making yeah. a living as an artist that, okay. before? That was exactly like, what I was like, right. like, it wasn't impossible before these tools? <laughs> like, right. It's always been impossible as far Forever, as I'm concerned. Forever, right? Right? Forever, yeah. I mean... Obviously not for everybody, but for the vast majority of people, yeah. A couple of things have radically <laughs> changed in our lifetimes. I think one is that journalists, it used to be like a working class back, you know, working class job. And like a lot of people could get in. You could be in the local newspapers. That's true. Uh, you could be the town reporter. You can't do that anymore no. because they just don't exist. And now it's it's like... You go to a That's fancy school, and it's like an upper-class job, and you're on Twitter all the time, even if it doesn't pay that well. It's, that, that, that career has radically transformed. Yeah. But in terms of just, like, a painter trying to get your work in a gallery, I mean, when was that ever remotely easy? Yes. You know what I mean? It was Thank luck you. of the draw. It was, like, who you knew and right place at the right time. Who was and ever... some skill thrown in there. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, that was it. I completely agree with that. And, you know, and I'm thinking about the technology that's already changed our lives yeah like how much our lives have already changed in our short time here mm -hmm. like think about just like desktop publishing how much that's changed the world in within our lifetimes yeah oh yeah oh for sure yeah yeah i feel like we haven't fully uh, like absorbed the technological possibilities of digital cameras and inkjet printers right right like, i totally feel that's like those things are miracles yeah like, those are unbelievable image-making machines, mm -hmm. and we've barely just scratched the surface of what you can do with those things. Well, let me throw <laughs> just, just one more, I think, reality check to some of the stuff is that, like, people also, you know, the second you start talking about AI and, like, the negative implications of it, people talk about how, like, visual designers at, like, tech companies, there might be a team of 20 people that work on the digital yeah. media team, and you know maybe the advertising team or the PR team and they okay I've worked in some of those companies I've kind of sort of had those jobs myself they're kind of bullshit jobs <laughs> you know what I mean so so this is like a, a, a standard thing that people make fun of the uh, you know the, the middle manager and then they, they make fun of uh, you know the, the consultant and this sort of thing those jobs fall into that world a little bit where they're a little bit bullshitty. Like they're, they're necessary, you know, like I was the, the content manager and social media manager for like a hip tech company for, for like a little bit. Um, I, I was like drastically overqualified for this job and it was like pretty damn easy. You know, it was a sort of a thing that's like glorified that someone who's semi-creative that has a high school degree could absolutely do that. There are brilliant people, I think, who work in that field, and it's very necessary. But, like, also, 
really at the end of the day you you get that job to get clicks for like a soulless corporate entity too. You want to be doing it's that not job. the best job in the world. Yeah. A lot of those jobs go away and you're yeah. doing other shit. I'm not Wouldn't you rather be doing that sad about it. I'm just really not that sad. Having done some of those jobs, I'm really not that sad about it. Also, some of the like the the least creative people I've ever worked with were like social media managers and stuff like that. They're just really truly nothing against that profession or just like a lot of things, but like a lot of it is not that. I, okay, okay. One last note on the spiel. Do, do you know what society needs? Like, sorry, every fucking buddy. Like, We've got to that point. Here's what society needs. Everybody. We've got a solution. Real talk. We need plumbers. We need electricians. We we need people who do like uh, these are essential workers. Yeah, like like uh, metal working has to happen. Oh my god, this is the type of shit that you our society needs. Have you ever like tried to hire an electrician? It's way overpriced and it's insanely challenging to get someone to show up. You and know, do something real. Okay, in your house. so, so like, just <laughs> recently I I needed a plumber like kind of badly. <laughs> the first like three plumbers I called. Um, they were like, oh yeah, we have someone, it'll be $500 and we have someone available, uh, within the next two weeks and we'll give you calls and blah, 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 blah. No, they didn't even name the price. They said, the first person to come out, will give you an estimate. Like that does not work. I finally like got somebody who like came out within two hours and fixed the thing and it was amazing. So like that's, a, that's still possible apparently. But like society functions on those things and like. Wouldn't it be amazing to have a real skill? Most, listen, so this. <laughs> My very last note about this, my very last note is that I think that like people should at some level in their life have a practical job that actually like makes the fucking world function and then do your art and then be a creative writer and then do these other things because that makes life colorful and magical and wonderful. Absolutely. But oh my god, plumbing and like electrical work and painting and those things aren't bad. They're not like you should, no one should be embarrassed to be an electrician. As a practical I, and I think people kind of low key a little bit are you know what I mean or a preschool teacher or working with people at all you know that shit's we need food we to be made you know shit. like you enjoy restaurants made and delivered those are literally important jobs you need people to we have things a little bit backwards that we think that like oh get the, the PR job like on Wall Street or whatever like, I completely agree with this that should kind of low key be the underpaid job versus the preschool teacher okay my, into there's my, no argument into there. my high horse <laughs> I want to circle back to something though okay when we're thinking about like Thinking about the creative director that's working in the creative field and right. putting things out. So we're saying there's a pretty big staff of people that are putting things together. Yeah. So one of the greatest things, I had a professor that would do this like analog design course with us. So before he taught us InDesign, before he taught us how to do like page layouts, like digitally, he was like, you're going to do it the old way. You're going to do it the pre-digital way. So we get the pasteboard. We'd cut out the type, you'd typeset everything, you'd cut the columns of type out, wow. and you'd paste them by hand onto the damn board. Wow. You'd take the photo with film, you'd develop the film, you'd cut that, and you have to like cut that and put that in. It takes forever. Like, and is anyone lamenting these jobs that are gone now? There are no typesetters. No, no, no. No one ever now. thinks about it, let alone you have, it. You yeah. have InDesign now. Right. Like, InDesign does all this shit. Mm -hmm. Like, you don't have people that do layouts anymore. You have computers that do layouts. And you right. maybe have one designer that, like, knows how to work within that layout. But, like, you don't have someone who's just, like, rearranging columns of text. Right. The computer does that instantly. Yeah. So I don't think people are like, oh, my paste-up job is gone. 
don't think people write. Like, I think people are glad that they're able to write instead of like putting text in places. So let me ask you one more question related to that. One last little talking point is that um, I used to live in San Francisco. Just moved out of there a couple of uh, months ago. And the thing that's interesting about San Francisco is it's it's a city kind of like you know that that seems like it should be full of artists, and it's not you know anymore. Artists can't afford to live there, and you just walk down any you know main avenue in the street, you realize no one there is making art. There's not, but people there are making these programs like InDesign, like yeah. Adobe is located in San Francisco, Google has an office there, like a lot of these these places that are designing these tools, they are designed and created, like Dolly and shit didn't come out of nowhere. It came from yeah. like the minds of uh, people who do tech work, like programmers do, do and so, so this is something that I, I think about a little bit and I don't exactly know how I stand on it, but like I do kind of feel that, um, a lot of programmers are kind of just our generation's artists. Yeah. At some level. I completely buy that. You know? I completely think that's true. I mean, I think if you're looking for where human flourishing is happening yeah. in our century, like, I think that's where you have to look, right? Right. I mean, you're making incredible tools in yeah. this place. Right. I absolutely think that's a form of art. Mm -hmm. I, I'd completely side with that. Yeah, there was a, you know, there's this tweet that Elon Musk shares every now and then that if you don't make shit, you don't have shit. You know, and and what we've made as a, as a species, as a civilization, recently has been very awesome tools that just like there's work some possibilities on, a, on our computer. You know, it's it's they're tools. They're they're the equivalent of the shovel or the the wheel. Um, and I don't know, like whoever made the first wheel, the first shovel, like that's fucking awesome. You know, they did a huge service to humanity and we don't kind of think about like people making digital tools as the same thing. Kind of is though, right? I completely think so. It's kind of like the modern shovel or whatever. In yeah. the Renaissance, oil painting was the height of image making technology. Interesting. Like if you think about techno like a technological process of like gathering pigment and making an image and using varnish and putting that all together using maybe camera obscura to like like project an image onto a wall like mm -hmm. a lot of the renaissance masters did like that's very technical work and for the era that's the height of technological achievement right and if you look at our era and what's the height of technological achievement in our era and what are our image making capabilities now they're infinite yeah, and I do love the idea. It's amazing. I think I mentioned this on like every episode of, of Team Futurism, but I we've done everything in the past before. We don't have to like everything's keep doing the same thing. We can do new shit. We can have new tools and do new things and just keep on keep on moving on because like we've just never been satisfied or happy. It's an illusion to think that we were. So let's try something new and with new tools. They're totally fractal possibilities for what we fractal can Fractal possibilities. You know? Absolutely. Okay, I so here's, that. can I run one thing by you oh, that I've been thinking yeah. about? So like, I see a lot of people with Dolly who are like, oh, let's make it in the style of Monet. Or right. let's make right, this right. in the style of Van Gogh. Like paint the New York City skyline in the style of Van Gogh. Mm -hmm. But like, what if you did in the style of Jackson Pollock? Like, what, oh, are, okay. what are the possibilities for abstraction? Right. Like, what could you make if you're concerned with making a non-objective image? Because, mm -hmm. like, it's really good at making a realistic thing. Yeah. It's yeah. very good at spitting out a realistic picture of something. Mm -hmm. But, like, what possibilities are there if it's making pictures of nothing? 
Well, you know... There's <laughs> even more cool yeah, things that you can find that way. That is really interesting. I mean, my favorite form of art is, is collage. As you know, I yes. always talk about collage. I'm kind of curious what... I don't... I mean, have you seen any, any Dolly collages come up? I... I'd be curious about that. Yeah. I would. You know, and I can't say that I have. I feel like a lot of the things I've seen have been it generating a really faithful copying of someone's style. Right. Like, oh, this really looks like a Monet. Or like, oh, this really looks like a Van Gogh. Right. Or this really looks like a picture you took in real life or something. Right. But I'm sure it has capability. Because, I mean, it feeds off of everything, right? <laughs> like, it's an infinite mirror. It's right. eaten all the pictures on the internet, so. I mean, this is this is a big thing in, in uh, like NFT art is is collages. There's a lot of cool collage artists. We worked with one for a, a jokes review book that we put out the um, um, the Renaissance book, How to Renaissance by uh, Gabe Kongdong. Check it out. Uh, <laughs> jokes review. It's jokes, an amazing book. Jokesliterarywreview.com slash books. Some good good shit out there. Um, and he, he does, you know, I'm, I'm not sure what exactly what his process is, but he does collage art. And I would be curious to pick his brain on, like, how he, as a collage artist in the NFT space, how he would use yeah. Dolly. What would know? he do with that? What would he do with it? Yeah. That's a great question. Because it's you know? like, it has the capability to make a collage, but, I mean, it skips a few of the steps along the way. It's kind of like what I was yeah, talking about. Yeah, and it kind of like, skips a little bit of that beauty of like maybe taking a picture from a magazine, maybe taking a picture you drew, maybe taking a clipping from a newspaper. That to me is the most beautiful type of collage yeah. where you have a lot of different things and you repurpose it in a surprising way, you know? Yeah. Um, I mean, maybe, again, maybe it does that. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I feel like you can do anything. <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that like it's, it does more than <laughs> I, you know, imagine it could do, I'm sure. So here's a thought. What about stock photos? Yeah. This is like, so one of the videos we were looking at had this ad for stock photos on it. And I was thinking like, this is the industry that has to like seriously wake up and either change completely or... Because right. I mean, now having access to a library of existing images means nothing if you have a thing that can generate infinite new images. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I, I think yes, <laughs> especially especially when, like because you're avoiding copyright. Yeah. There, right. That's the okay. Other thing. But but here's here's actually an interesting twist. Okay. So right now, as far as I know, right now, Dolly doesn't do any sort of like pornographic images or like extra super violent images or something like that. And that's that. by its creator's design. Like they specifically the cut design, that out. Design. So who's gonna be the person Jesus. who creates the program that only does violence? Or pornography images in a whole nother world, right? A whole nother world yeah. going there. And a darker world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's a little terrifying, but it's gonna happen. For it's sure. Gonna that's happen. probably are I bet the people who make Dolly, I bet they have their own little secret at home <laughs> version of it. Maybe you know, <laughs> unrestrained Dolly. <laughs> <laughs> um on that note, I think I gotta wrap this up. Thanks for joining us, it's Mark. It's been lovely chatting it's been, with been you, good chatting. I think that we'll definitely have to do it again. And um, tell tell the folks where we can check out some of your art. I think that your website, Lots of Tech, <laughs> went away. Do you, do you have any place online? I'm on the gram. You're on the gram? You can find me on the gram. What's your, what's your gram handle? I'm uh, Marky Art on the gram. That's M-A-R-C-K-Y. C-K-Y. A-R-T. Marky Art. 
on the Instagram. And it's fabulous. Like right now, we're in <laughs> his living room, surrounded by uh, Mark's wonderful, us wonderful here, paintings. This, this is this is the book collection. <laughs> the, uh, the the you can the tell paintings. him it was a librarian. Uh, right, <laughs> the paintings are even more. Blood. And go go to go to his Instagram and check out his, his work. Um, also, I mean, at, at Judge Review, we do have a lot of, a couple of galleries. I was going to say, we have a few. I think that we posted of your work. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Over the years. We should post another one as well. Um, in any case, until next time. Cheers. Thanks, Mark. Absolutely. Cheers.